0: M. Oh. M. Mom.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Give It To Me Straight, the talk show that's been giving early outs more screen time since 2023. And on the show today is the star of season 12, RuPaul's Jag Race, Miss Rockham Sakura.
0: Hi, everybody! Maddie, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you
1: for joining me and, like, helping me get into the mug today, into, like, the look, the full fantasy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm feeling it. It's a lot heavier um, than I'm accustomed to. I feel like I shoved my face in a cake, but I feel lovely.
0: Yeah, you look really good. This whole pink fantasy is really, really plus. These boots on you are sickening. Show the boots off. These little
1: things, they're they're only for... It looks so cartoonish in the wide shot. Imagine this with a 0.5.
0: You should take a 0.5 after this. Mm-hmm. That would be actually really sick. Like a full Y2K 0.5 photo shoot with this mm-hmm. look would be everything. I would love that.
1: That's for me later, but t- today's not about me. Today's about you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, or is it about kimchi? Are all the questions going to be why do you look like kimchi? Why did you take her makeup? Is it odd being compared to kimchi all the time? Because I get that all the time, every interview.
1: Yeah, I I would I would never like make
0: first question.
1: So you have a makeup line. <laughs> <laughs> so we have you on the show right now. We just had Nikki Dahl on here, your sister. I didn't even realize whenever I was asking people to come on the show. Not only are you season twelve sisters, you're one placement apart. Yeah, but unlike unlike her, you didn't get your own f-ing franchise. What is that about? Why why didn't you get? Because you are both uh, Filipino and Vietnamese.
0: The 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 difference is um, one. I didn't grow up in either of those countries. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up here in the States. And I don't speak Filipino or Vietnamese. So, I
1: feel like Nikki is even really French. So. I don't
0: think so either. Yeah. Have you heard her real accent? Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, I'm from so France, y'all. We're from season 12. And then the camera start rolling. She goes, oh, hello. She's I like, Nikki like <laughs> Can you add a cigarette and post? It is another day in the workroom. Another day in the workroom and I have... <laughs> pulled by all of these disgusting wrecks that I see here,
1: <laughs> but yeah, like she got her own franchise.
0: Like she plays uh, eleventh, you plays twelfth. Like, why not? You know? I mean, honestly, I've been wondering that too. At least like a wipeout season mm-hmm. or like a Fear Factor season.
1: Yeah, I
0: would love a franchise where it's like Drag Race girls, but we get put through horrible torture. Mm-hmm.
1: I think, well, I think, I think they have a show like that.
0: It's called Drag
1: Race. <laughs> well, I was going to say Dracula, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly think like something like physical, because I feel like with someone of you, I think you had some of the most physicality of all the Drag Race contestants. Oh, yeah. I think you would be a prime host for something like that, because if there's anyone that's going to like throw themselves off a stage or catapult themselves, it'd be you. And so why not, you know?
0: I mean, I would love to have a show where I'm just going to catapult myself off somewhere, but I am this close to fully just breaking into pieces. The other day, I jumped off the stage at Mickey's.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The spotlight went right into my eye. I couldn't see the floor. I hit the bottom. I hit the floor in a split and I fully felt my spine go mm. just a little bit. Mm. I'm I'm this close to a parking bar. You got one more. You got one more in you. <laughs> I got <laughs> one more. Yeah. You have to be there. Get your tickets now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, every death drop could be a real one. And I don't mean a dip. I mean a death drop. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done, attempted a dip or a split?
1: I did actually, not a split, not a split. I know my limitations. You attempted a dip though. I I, atti- I attempted not a dip, I attempted a death drop. Cause there, there it was no dipping involved. Yeah. And like, I was so like, I wanted the gag of it but I also knew that I didn't want to hit my head. So I had this prop, I had this giant prop that was made out of like pull noodles. It was like a peacock feathers made out of like pole noodles and stuff.
0: Oh, so you had padding.
1: Yeah, so like I, I was doing like a whole bit where like it revealed into that and then like I pulled it off and like dropped it behind me and I was doing a little thing and then I made sure to walk back to it before I did a death drop so I landed on pole noodles.
0: Did it hurt? Did you feel it the next day?
1: I felt it like in my my uh, my tailbone area because that was not on the pole noodles, but my head was fine.
0: Oh yeah.
1: I definitely felt my I felt my head hit the pole noodles. So that was a good call on my part. Cause yeah. my home bar was concrete. That that would have been my first and last death drop.
0: I mean, I've done death drops in very precarious situations. I've done them on concrete and I've done them bad. Mm-hmm. I have had the head bounce on the floor, but no one has recorded it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if they had, I I would have been so embarrassed. I would have stopped doing drag.
1: But as I we was saying, Nikki Dell was here recently. And on top of being your season 12 sister, she is also a huge anime fan. Did you know that?
0: So I actually learned that on the show. Um, she was one of the first people to approach me. And she's like, oh, your name is Sakura. I love... Kodgeto Sakura. They they, they, like, we both bonded over my namesake Mm -hmm. anime. And in the workroom, she was the first person just be like, boom, I'm on your side. Love anime. When we both got eliminated very closely, we were always on the phone together. And she is the biggest, biggest anime nerd. More Mm -hmm. than that, she's a big Final Fantasy nerd. That girl loves a zipper. She loves outfits with zippers. She loves thinking about zippers. She loves being zipped up, zipped down. Final Fantasy and Japanese RPGs are the gateway into homosexuality. Mm. You know, like Republicans the are. Tr- yeah, like it's it's kind of like the 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 marijuana to full tree. Can I say tree? Bleep it.
1: Yeah, I'll have to bleep it for monetization, but they'll know.
0: Can you say f-try? say any word and then we'll bleep it to, any word? Yeah. She said it. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee it. I can See, I'll, say think it I'll, right act, now. I'll
1: think I actually did and they'll cancel me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be like, we didn't see her do it, but with the context, we know she did.
0: <laughs> Even if you edit your everyone, own video. I mean,
1: like whenever I got cast on the season, everyone was assuming I was that kid in high school saying it to everybody. Like, I, do, I, like do I look like I was anyone's f- bully? <laughs> 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 can you imagine me getting shoving you against a locker?
0: That'd be sickening no. and I'd be erect.
1: Yeah, I was about to say unless yeah. it. Yeah. But speaking of anime. Who is like one of your favorite artists? Is it still Kamui Jack?
0: Kamui Jack? Mm-hmm.
1: Come... Is that still like your top, your top artist? Yeah, I'd say so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm really into veiny <laughs> anime right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm just curious. You know, I'd say of that, that
0: um, now my favorite artist, my favorite anime or like manga artist is Junji Ito, mm-hmm. who is a very prolific uh, Japanese horror manga or a uh, Japanese, oh my god, I keep saying Japanese, he's a very prolific manga artist but of the horror genre so he's kind of like the Stephen King of Japan mm-hmm. um, and his stuff is like very surreal, very psychological. Um, As like cutesy and colorful and everything as I am, a lot of my uh, artistic style outside of this is from horror and horror manga. Mm. Um, I also really like One Piece. So, Ichiro Oda is one of my favorite artists. Um, His stuff is really goofy. It's really dumb, which is exactly what I like to embody Mm -hmm. in all of my drag.
1: You're still quirky. You're silly.
0: Yeah, I'm like a quirky girl. So random. I'm like so random. I'm (laughs) like, oh my god. Quirky too. Oh. I'm so <laughs> shy. It,
1: it, it's not just your love of anime and like manga, but you're also like an artist yourself. In 2013, you actually started your own like comic book, OTR Over the Rainbow. But I have searched high and low. I cannot find traces of it. Even the website it was on is like defunct now. It's gone. But with the uh, like the with the fan base and audience that you've cultivated since then, have you ever thought? to re-release it or even continue the series or revamp it?
0: So here's the thing is that series, Mm -hmm. when I was writing it, the characters were based off of like me and my friends and my Mm -hmm. boyfriend at the time. Um, And they were like the main characters, so I would definitely not want to bring it back. A new cast? Yeah, I mean we could do a new cast for sure. I've been wanting to do, um, here's the thing, I have a lot of things where I say I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I put a lot of work into it, everything is there. Like, I drafted, I think, over 300 pages for that series. I drafted 300 pages. You're
1: building up to it for a long time.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, like, before drag, that was my ambition. Mm-hmm. And I worked so hard on it that the more I worked on it, the more the bigger opportunity I had to fail. Mm-hmm. And then the more I didn't want to do it and the more anxiety came from doing it. So it just never came out. I have, like... Pages and pages and pages at home, but I just never released them. Never finished uh, putting in the it, screen tone. You didn't finish the series. No, I didn't it was, it, it was at showing
1: all. up like online. Was it just like a pre-sale type thing? But it was never actually published. Oh
0: yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, it was never. <laughs> well, published. Well, that would make
1: sense. I was like, why can't I not find this? I see it on this website. Yeah, because really it's not published. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> 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 like three hundred pages, and then just nothing. Just don't. Just don't put it out. You
1: drop it. Let the people. You know, make them buy it.
0: I. If I did start working on comics again, I do want to have something I'm more passionate about. That series was more about, like, mecha. Mm-hmm. But I would want to do a manga that's based around drag queens that is a shonen battle series. Mm-hmm. Because I'm more well-versed in drag now, and it's something I'm more passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, it felt like I was just trying to make a story to just have something and get it out there. It was just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really passionate about it as much as I was passionate about mm-hmm. I don't want to not draw, and not do this as a career. Yeah. Yeah. Th- actually doing that comic kind of set me into like this big artistic block for a long time. And I was only able to come out of it and- when I found drag. Mm. Um. So I, like, I stopped drawing for a long time when I was working on that.
1: I, I was gonna ask because like whenever, you- you're doing like anime and like art for like a long time, and then all of a sudden you hit drag, and that was just like the main focus. You hit it so hard, so fast.
0: There's such a difference between like physical art like um, like illustration and animation, which takes time and then it takes a while for it to get validated. Like I could post a picture and then it'll get like 20 likes in like two or three weeks. But with drag, it's like instant validation where I can get ready and I can run out of the house and then people will be like, work, sickening. Mm-hmm. And something about that was so cathartic to me. Something about that really was what I was looking for in in art was that visceral, reaction that you see from people in person
1: the immediate gratification yeah
0: i used to (laughs) i i mean i've always been a performer yeah i used to dance at bus stops like every day i would go to school i would sit at the 58 and i would sit by the pool and i would listen to my anime music and i would dance and dance and dance and dance and naruto run
1: of course I, i was gonna ask if you were like that kid like the naruto running did you growl at people
0: okay so I want you to tell me, on a scale from 10 being popular and 1 being not popular, where you think I was.
1: Probably like a 1.
0: You're right. Yeah. I have worn Naruto headbands Mm -hmm. for days at a time. I've worn goggles like I was a main character. Mm -hmm. I've worn... uh, I wore a dog collar to school with a long cat bell on it. Mm. I um, I didn't wear a tail. You were a cat boy? I was a cat boy. Oh gosh. I was fully a cat boy. I
1: mean, it makes sense, but I just, I don't know.
0: That picture there was supposed to be me. Huh? That picture that I drew oh, was supposed to be me.
1: That one? Yeah, that well, was supposed to, to be, be me. I have to blur it out for them, but.
0: I drew a little bit of <laughs> for a time just to make a little bit I of. Know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you did not find.
1: I found did some you, of it.
0: Did you find furry <laughs> p-? Huh? Did you find furry p-? No,
1: I, it's pretty light. It's pretty light what I found. I probably didn't find like the main. Where? Yeah. But I also didn't like dig too far, you know, down into the.
0: Furry rabbit hole?
1: The the anals of history.
0: Well, my one? ex was a furry. So I used to draw furry art for oh. money. Mm-hmm. And you know, like there's a, there's a meme where it's like a $20,000 furry commission. Mm-hmm. Furries will pay out the ass for anything drawn. I've drawn the dumbest shit for hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. If you guys are looking for a job out there and you don't want to suck you don't want to cross-dress and you don't want to work at McDonald's, draw art for furries. It doesn't matter if you're good. They'll buy it.
1: Why, why is it always, why do furries have so much money? Is it just like business guys that are into it or like, what is it? They work in tech. Oh, that track, that makes sense. That all lines up.
0: Yeah, and that's also why furries are at the forefront of like, like hacking mm-hmm. and like uh, uh, cyber justice. It makes
1: sense too because like the furry community was something that really like was developing when the internet wasn't like, the super crazy big thing it is now. So, yes. they were like on
0: the ground floor. Th- that all tracks. Yeah, they were there making the Chippendale
1: art. But speaking of like selling your art, you actually took your art to uh Fantame Con a long time ago. You didn't sell a lot, you made like a profit of like maybe a $100. Yeah. But did that experience of short lines and not selling merch prepare you for Drag Con?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you. The first time that we did Drag Con, hmm. my whole team that had been with me during FANIME was there too. And we were all like, it's just another con. Mm-hmm. If nobody comes, <laughs> if nobody comes. We are fully expecting to have like no one in line. Um The first year of con was really good though. Mm. We had a great line. Um, I actually still have people who have seen me and bought art from FANIME, see me now in drag. Mm. And they're like, I still have a print that you drew. Mind you, that's like, that's like blackmail now, <laughs> but they still have it. Mm-hmm. There's so many similarities between anime conventions and drag conventions. Um, the main difference is that a drag convention smells slightly better.
1: Oh, like drag drag con smells slightly better than fanime? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like people that when they sit, there's all their butt crack is always showing a little bit.
0: Oh my God. If you go to one Magic the Gathering tournament, it's over. You've seen more butt crack than anyone has ever seen in their life. It's like the,
1: the single tier. There's also the... Oh, yeah. Next to the butt crack, Uh yeah. <laughs> what was it specifically? What is it you saw as a child in like anime wise where you just like latched on immediately? You're like this is my personality now.
0: I grew up with my grandparents cuz my mother was addicted to crack so she couldn't take care of us. Um and they were way too old to take care of us. So I was kind of raised by TV. And I knew one that I was Asian, but two, I never had really a strong grasp of my roots. Mm-hmm. So I kind of grasped onto the first thing that people said that I was. They're like, oh, you're Asian? Oh, just like Sailor Moon. Oh, just like Dragon Ball Z. So after- yeah, a, lot of,
1: a lot of tsunami,
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of how I explored my Asian identity, in a sense. And um, after a while, it just, animation and TV in general, just, it stuck. It was my personality forever. That's my forever personality. If I didn't, if that was, if we had no animation, no Toonami, mm-hmm. no anime, nothing. Who are you? No, potato. Can't on the odd chance that
1: you didn't have cable in the house, where do you think you would end up? Where do you think you'd be?
0: Probably in a ditch, like dead. Oh. Yeah, I always think... Okay. Like, I was probably that kid they never found on the Noel Carton. <laughs>
1: just gone forever?
0: <laughs> yeah. Little just Brian? Whatever happened to him? Mm. Uh-huh. Five pieces. Mm.
1: Your name, like, Brian Stephen Bradford, for someone that dropped out of community college why do you have the name of like a Yale graduate
0: there's more Brian Stephen Johnson Bradford
1: oh okay yeah it sounds like I should have That guy played lacrosse I know him
0: it should I should have been successful sometimes I'll get on the phone Mm -hmm. I'll be like oh yeah my name is Brian Stephen Bradford they'll see me in person they're just completely dumbfounded Mm -hmm. completely completely dumbfounded um I think what it is is my name had so much potential it scared me away from completing community Mm -hmm. college too much pressure it was way too much pressure yeah I couldn't complete that English class, even though English is my first language. Mm. Um, just, I couldn't live up to my name. Yeah. Yeah. He's and she's like, no habla. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you should have done Drag Race Mexico.
1: Hey, Latina Heat, sometimes it's mild.
0: Sometimes it's mild. Sometimes it's Taco Bell mild.
1: Imagine like top, they're drinking Baja Blast.
0: I can imagine that. Are you a Baja Blast girl? Uh, if you go those. to Taco Bell, if I go to Taco Bell, I get a Baja Blast. You're not anymore?
1: I, I used to. I, I grew up more Pepsi now. I grew up on Mountain Dew. I was a Mountain Dew household. And so I've kind of like. You
0: grew up in Arkansas. Yeah.
1: It's just like, I, just, I had it too much.
0: I See, change. as a child, I grew up poor, but not like white person poor. So as an adult, I'm like, oh, my God, let's get Hamburger Helper. Let's eat SpaghettiOs tonight.
1: Yeah, if, if if you catch me eating SpaghettiOs, that means my channel fails finally. <laughs> so I'm done. I'm, bring... I'm not choosing it. If I'm eating SpaghettiOs, I have to eat The
0: next time I come over, I'm going to bring over SpaghettiOs. <laughs> that
1: was my trauma? Yeah. So, someone's going to watch this video and they're going to come to DragCon with a can of SpaghettiOs.
0: Okay, what do you think is luxury and what do you think is not luxury? So not luxury is having toilet paper in your purse. Luxury is having... A plastic container of tissue paper in your purse. Mm,
1: that is like another example of that. Oh my gosh.
0: Like having plastic cups from a movie premiere uh. is not luxury. Mm. Having glasses that match and they're the same size, that's mm. luxury.
1: Yeah, having uh having like plates and bowls that are all the same cover color, made the same material. Oh yeah. Many- Having the novelty Disney Hercules plates, plastic ones that are like slightly faded, yeah, not luxury. Not
0: luxury. Yeah, Less. having a
1: clean Tupperware set is luxury. Oh yeah,
0: or any set in general. Spaghettiio stains, not, not luxury. Mm mm mm. Yeah, Teddy Whitey's luxury. Track marks, not oh, luxury. luxury. <laughs> yeah. You
1: lived with grandma. You said your mom was addicted to drugs. Your dad was also had substance abuse issues. But where was he involved in this? he was At in prison time. oh prison yeah he was
0: in prison okay i was kind of like wondering where he was too and then like five years later he's like i just got out of prison
1: mm-hmm.
0: i was like girl you've been in prison this whole time what how, how did i not know about this and then later on he tried to gaslight me he's like i went to prison for you guys because mm-hmm. i tried to steal i tried to rob a i think he tried to rob a convenience store or a bank or something mm-hmm. he's like he tried to justify he's like i tried to rob it for you girl, no, he wasn't you had to get more drugs <laughs> my father's story, for me, is that my father used to be my mother's dealer.
1: A classic tale.
0: Yeah, it's like yeah. Cinderella.
1: Two star-crossed lovers, fair Verona. Yeah. But whenever he did get out of prison, he actually was very supportive of like your drag. He even shared photos of you of like, your first time in drag. As minimal and jarring as that was.
0: Do we have pictures of that?
1: Uh, I don't, I me. I have it like elsewhere.
0: We like, can that. put it right here. Should we put it right there? Yeah.
1: It's like you with like almost no makeup and like the flowers.
0: I look so good. So good. I look so good. Here's what happened. I came home. I came home looking like this. Uh, My boyfriend I was dating at the time. Family didn't know I did drag. I came home looking like this and the grandpa saw me once and I was banned from doing drag in the house. Mm -hmm. For that. For this, mind you. For no makeup Mm -hmm. and flowers on my titties and a blue wig. Mm -hmm. Um, So after that. I had to start doing makeup everywhere else. I did them in like Denny's parking lots. I did them in Starbucks, Taco Bells, on the train, in the mm-hmm. park. Not anymore. Sometimes I miss it.
1: Was Was your boyfriend at the time supportive of it?
0: Uh, ooh, so it was kind of like a...
1: We don't have to talk about it. It's too sensitive.
0: No, it's fine. It was more like I was dating a person who was kind of like, we had been dating so long and then drag came into it. Mm-hmm. And he had been my number one priority, right? Mm-hmm. And drag sometimes is like a love letter to yourself where you take precedence over anything else. Your own happiness is something that you strive for and he wanted to be the baby. Mm-hmm. And so when Sakura came into it, just he wanted to be a baby. He wanted to be a poopy little baby, but Sakura was a bigger baby. I swear I'm not a baby fetishist.
1: But whenever you started drag, like you said, like your drag almost like took like a precedence. You started drag 2014 at the King of Clubs. And whenever you started performing, like I said, you went from what we saw a moment ago and like to somewhat closer to this, like really fast. Like what was that progression? Like why it accelerated so quickly?
0: So this is why it was important for me to talk about my partner not being super supportive of it Mm -hmm. was I wasn't really in a place where I was artistically free to express myself or um, free to express myself like very like be very gay. Mm -hmm. My partner was um, my partner was like very like flexible with his sexuality, was mostly straight. And so I never really got a chance to be openly gay. He had a lot of internal homophobia. Mm -hmm. So uh, drag was my avenue of really expressing myself so every time i did it i made sure that i did it the way that i wanted to a hundred percent and ever since i was a child i never wanted to be a woman i wanted to be an anime girl an anime protagonist mm-hmm. in her the main character of a story um, which is why most of the time i wear like pink hair and stuff like that keeping with the anime motif i always like have to have like different colored hair that look like the
1: main character
0: exactly mm-hmm. exactly yeah
1: well, like, like you said, like you're drag being so inspired by anime, being drawn like anime characters. But before we get on to drag names, I just want to address something. You made a video when season 14 came out reviewing the drag names of season 14. And you said, and I quote, I hate it. I fucking hate it.
0: Oh, your name! name
1: so much. I hate it. What do you have against my name so bad? Your name is Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, How are you gonna read my name? Your name makes no sense out of context, and it's Rock.
0: Look, there's another person named Rock. There's only two other people named Rock. Okay, for some reason, the metamorphosis, uh, the metamorphosis concept is so overused mm-hmm. by straight people. The like the well, whole concept for, of for metamorphosis. Your
1: information. My drag name was not about because I'm like a butterfly. It was because I had, like, the name Maddie, and I was just like, I just need a pun, and Maddie Oker was already taken online.
0: Well, I'm glad you didn't do Maddie Oker, because yeah. you would have ended up on Camp Wanakiki.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Um, it was a decent pun that worked for what I was doing, and it wasn't, that it wasn't, I wasn't Maddie Morphosis underscore
0: one. It's, it's the, the last name Morphosis? I don't know. It's, the whole Maddie Morphosis mm-hmm. thing is... <laughs> It's just funny because you're right here. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. Um, can I formally apologize to you right here on camera? Not if you don't mean it. Okay. I don't mean it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I still Don't, like don't apologize because you feel bad. If that's your feelings, it's fine. But I just wanted to get it out in the open.
0: Yeah. I hate your
1: name. Because whenever I was cast on the season, I'm like, wow, well, I wonder what people are going to think of me. And first thing out of the gate, one of the alums is like, wow, what a stupid name.
0: Well, and Okay. Is your name the best out of the season? Probably not. Um, Heidi's name is right where yours is, in my in my opinion. Wow, well, <laughs> I don't like Heidi's name either.
1: <laughs> but um, but whenever you did get the call for Drag Race, like what where were you at in life, and like what what was going through your head I was whenever you got my butt. that call? Oh, you were in the process when
0: I got. I was getting ready to see a John. I was in the shower with water inside of me. I got the call, it said said Delfino Studios. I answer and they're like, I have some great news for you. And I'm like, I'm getting ready for it. I'm clenching tight and they go, you're on drag race. And I literally shit myself in the shower right there. And I'll never forget that moment. It was equal parts full of shame and full of pride. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it was the warmest feeling I've had inside in a while.
1: If that's not, if that moment is not a metaphor for you. I, I don't know what it is. I, I,
0: I don't know either. I literally don't, I could not make this up. Like, it was verbatim. Mm. I had, for the for the last few weeks after I'd done like the psych evaluation and stuff like that, I had my phone next to me. I just had it next to me every minute of every day on the highest volume just to make sure I didn't miss the call in case there was a call for Drag Race.
1: But regardless, you did make it on Drag Race and we got to see the full brunt of the personality that is Rock'em Sakura. Whenever you came in the workroom, it was probably one of the most exuberant, bombastic entrances we have seen in Drag Race history. What What made you decide that like, I need to go in and go
0: full Rock'em? So I've always been the type of person, that's how I normally walk into a room. I've always had that personality. You know, that, that kid that goes to Hot Topic and they're buying the Naruto shirts yeah. and they, it feels like. Yeah. You were a menace at funerals. Yes. For sure, hmm. like I would get in the casket. <laughs> They'd be lowering the body, I'd be like Yeah. Like <laughs> anything for the bit. Um I've 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 always just wanted to like put my best foot forward and I always think that my energy is my best foot.
1: Whenever you walked in, you like spun on the floor,
0: was that like that was a Simpsons reference.
1: Oh, I, I was gonna ask like, was that like like pre-programmed or was that raw instinct to do that?
0: Oh, I totally programmed that. I totally was like, I'm gonna roll on the floor. I'm gonna go whoop, 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 whoop. My original line, which they told me that I couldn't do, was I was like, y'all are gonna regret passing me through Psychoval. And then I was gonna run around on the floor. And then they told me I couldn't do that. My secondary line, which they also said no to, was I was gonna walk in and go, once I put a cucumber up my butt and it came out a pickle. Um, but they said I couldn't do that. So we had to come up with the um my line was all tuck in no play makes Rocco the crazy bitch. That was that we came up with like thirty seconds before I went out. Mm. Um but it's it's it was still fun. Mm-hmm. All I had to do was scream and roll around the floor. That was the main thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: But d- despite your brief, very brief time on the season, do you have, have any regrets for the way, like, you portrayed yourself?
0: You know what? In 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 retrospect, when I was there, I kind of wish I hadn't been so much of a crybaby. And I wish that I had had... I mean, it looked like I was having fun. But a lot of times behind the camera, I was, like, very anxious. I was very sad. Um, in retrospect, though, watching it, I wouldn't change anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe my placement, whatever. But what I have... Now, from the show, Mm. from what I've displayed, my personality, people still message me and say that they've been sad that I've left, that my personality cheered them up. Um, So no, Mm. I don't think I would change anything. You didn't get your own franchise, but you made moments for other people. I did, yeah. Yeah. I made moments for Nikki. You know (laughs) what? I'm the reason why she has that show. Yeah. I can speak French too. I just chose not to. You know what? Yeah. probably speak it better than her? Oh, 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 no. We got to let her keep her show. How do you say menage it? <laughs> toi"? It's already a French word, Cézanne. Did somebody say "creep"? That's the voice I always do for Nikki, and it's I didn't realize that it was from "Most Popular Girls in High School" um, until like three weeks it's ago. Just, it's just
1: like it's just in like the crevices of your brain. It just comes out whenever you see her.
0: It's it's that, and it's also from SpongeBob too, and from Quebec, and from. Quibic. Quibic. Quibic.
1: Do you regret writing one of the longest mirror messages in Drag Race
0: history? Oh my God. Do you have it written down?
1: I, I I didn't write it down on my card because I only have so much space on here, but I can tell you it was 55 words and a
0: heart. 55 words and a heart. With I was, lipstick. And then at the very end, when I finished the heart, I burnt my wrist on the light bulbs because they had been on so long because I was writing the whole yeah. time.
1: As someone that wrote a mirror message, like, I didn't have a preconceived, like, idea of what I was going to write. So I was like, let me just put something quick on here. Something short, because writing with lipstick is, like, it sucks. It's hard. It's difficult. It's I broke the lipstick the first time I did it. I me had to get too. another one.
0: You wrote so much. Well, I broke the first one, and then I said, all right, I don't know whose lipstick this is, so I'm going to use it. <laughs> so I just pulled one off the table. Why, why,
1: why did you not just be like, it's been real, love, bye. Like, why did you write? A fing essay.
0: There was another reason too. If um if to they, make them clean it. Not just that, oh. but if my exit line was two minutes longer than what they showed on TV, mm. and a lot more backing up slowly and a lot more talking because I felt like if I stopped talking, if I stopped writing, my drag race experience would be over. Right, right there. But
1: as long as I'm riding, they can't send me home yet.
0: That's what it it was, too. That's literally what it was. They also cut out one of my, um, they cut out my original untucked ending. Um, They used my second one. The original one that I had was I, we get into the car and I'm like, remember, every time you fart, that's just me saying I love you. And then we drive and we get to almost into the parking lot. And then I faked having a panic attack. I went, hold on, stop the car, stop the car, stop the car right now. I need you to stop, I need you to stop. I still have the microphone on and everything. We stopped the car, I got out of the car. I run past the camera, I run past them, I run back inside the studio. They have that sh- little shutter door. Mm-hmm. And I went, you guys are never gonna f-ing get rid of me. And I grabbed the shutter door and I slammed it in the camera's face. And then they, they said, let's get another one for safety. And they used that one.
1: Oh, I kind of wish they had kept that one. Yeah, the spontaneity. I, th- I think that would have been a more memorable moment on Drag Race. It's like These production people be f***ing up. I
0: think what it like, was... You
1: cut that moment from her. You cut me before the Daytona wins. Like, they just be making mistakes left and right.
0: Daytona motherfucking wins. Mm-hmm. Farting. I will forever be known as the girl who got critiqued for farts and they keep doing farts on Drag Race. mm mm-hmm. Um, Michelle asked, she's like, you wanted to come up here and, and do fart humor or like toilet humor for the first time you're up here. And I'm like, yeah, that's vulnerability. Yeah.
1: It's like whenever they're like, it's not a gymnastic competition, Kylie. When they say Kylie Love Home. And then now all of a sudden anyone does a split. It's a gymnastic like,
0: competition. Yeah. Yeah. That was the best thing since sliced bread.
1: Anyway, I, I guess
0: they can change their mind.
1: What was the worst day for you? The day you were eliminated from Drag Race, or uh, one dollar smoothie day at Jamba Juice?
0: One dollar motherfucking smoothie day at Jamba Juice. I so I used to work at Jamba Juice, and within the first month I worked there, there was a dollar smoothie day promotion. It was the mm-hmm. first time they ever did it. It was a hundred and like five degrees outside, and we made, mind you, one dollar smoothie. We made nine thousand dollars that day. I worked for like 12 hours straight, and by the end of it, we were just throwing juice and whatever was at the bottom of the refrigerator into a blender mm-hmm. and just sending it out. I don't work there anymore, so I really don't care. Yeah, um, I worked at Jamba Juice for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, the same one? Well, I would move around. Oh, okay. They moved me around because Jama Juice is a terrible company. Right. And they needed managers everywhere because everyone was quitting. Look, don't blame me. Blame, blame the people with the bad stocks.
1: Yeah, I don't know a lot I don't know a lot of, a lot of uh, people that are like, yeah, I worked at Jamba juice for ten years, best experience
0: in my life. So you're probably on the money. There might be one or two people, but they're stupid. They're fing mm-hmm. dumb. They're not famous cross dressers. Mm-hmm. They might be famous like <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> um I did enjoy working at Jamba Juice though, because as a manager, I would I would be able to like set my own schedule so I could do drag. Mm. So I could like work in the morning and do everything. And then at night, just work and do drag and then come back and do it all over again though. That is one thing I, I really did like about working at Jamba Juice.
1: What, what is next for you? What is, what is next in your life? What is the next goal, ambition, project you want to accomplish?
0: I want to have a traveling eating show, traveling food show. I want to travel to different countries in drag and I want to explore the gay community and I wanna explore the gay community's connection to food where they are. Because there's there's always different types of gay people everywhere. People always think that, like, oh, bottoms don't eat. Bottoms eat everywhere. Sometimes it's just more spicy. And I wanna be there. And I wanna see. I wanna see what Thai bottoms eat. Like, what do you got? Thai you lady doing? boys. That food is spicy. A lot of spicy food. You ever eat ass and you go, it's spicy. This is a spicy.
1: They so eat ass and you go,
0: oh. you go, oh, it's like a taki. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Just blow a ring. Can you imagine? Like a dragon. That's a number. Hmm? Have you ever done any numbers that involve butts? I ask a lot about butts when Maddie's but, here. Butts? I don't think so. I've always wanted to do a number where you have nothing on your hands. And then you go in and you come out and you have a full set of nails.
1: Ooh. <laughs> there's there's an artist. the performance artist. She's not a drag, a drag artist, but the performance is basically drag where she is painted completely green and naked she's sitting on a stool and someone dressed up as jim henson is her and she's just lip-syncing it it isn't easy being green
0: i have thought about that number for so long and to know that someone's already done it but even better at actually getting makes me so happy yeah it's so sad at such a missed opportunity Yeah,
1: you know, it just it, it hurts seeing other people live your dreams
0: like nikki doll yeah like nikki doll mm-hmm. oh that's your camera that's mine yeah. like nikki doll <laughs> and i can't get f- either how do you say say la vie? see si- <laughs> if she ever said that i would
1: die that way. <laughs> you mentioned briefly doing like escort work and i want to talk about that a little bit more but because of YouTube monetization, I don't think we could talk about that and a lot of the details about it without getting demonetized. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna make a separate video. If you wanna click the link there, it'll take you to where you, a place where you can watch the video, probably ad free, but either way, so you guys can experience the conversation and I can still pay my bills. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a fun okay, conversation. Okay. Definitely wanna g- share with you guys the, the history, the story. If I had to hear it, you have to hear it too.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, unfortunately, that's the last of my cards and the last bit of time we have today. But before we go, I have something I want to give you. Um, just as a gift,
0: if you don't You're going to kick me? Yeah, i like. Is it? Oh, si- this would murder somebody. Is okay. it syphilis? Because I had that in Australia last year. No,
1: not this time, not this time.
0: Okay. If you look back on those pictures, that's why my hair is falling out.
1: The more you know. As a thank you for coming on such short notice, I wanted to get you- <gasps> a gift God! it literally came oh in like just now
0: ah, that's why you went down to go get it that's
1: what i went down to go to get if, if you would explain to the audience just for me though the significance of this what it means and why it's so important
0: um so this is actually uh sakura kinamoto from cardcaptor sakura and she is my namesake um so lots of people think that sakura is like a reference to japanese cherry blossoms which it kind of is i usually wear a lot of pink hair but it's mostly based on her because she wears, like, when she's out like doing her magical girl thing, she's she wears different outfits, just like a drag queen. And um, I love her motto, which I I try to do whenever I'm in drag. Which is, is it all like,
1: tuck and no play? Makes yeah Sakura that one crazy bitch. No, she
0: her thing is um, uh, she loves to spread kindness and um, spread love, and also her. Her mantra is i'll definitely definitely be okay and it's one of those things that i say to myself all the time to keep myself calm and to um kind of like give myself confidence and you don't know how much this means to me i'm, I'm so happy, happy. <laughs> you have no idea how happy this makes me ma- can i give you a hug Yeah, oh
1: you come god. to me because these boots are too thank
0: big. you so <laughs> much oh my god i'll put it in a wig
1: i don't know why i've been sitting across you this whole time my brain didn't even process that your hat was full of figurines.
0: Yeah, I made I made a bunch of these because uh Patreon wanted me to do this um like nostalgia project and I was like I'm just going to do a doll wig. Um one of my favorite things is since hair designers won't work with you if you're an early out and they just they just won't sometimes they won't mm. send your messages back, I've been making my own hair and I'll just do it out of wood glue and hot glue. Mm. And it's a $40 wig with whatever shit you have. And it looks great. Yeah. Well, now you
1: have one more to add to the collection. I'm Uh, so
0: happy, (laughs) Maddie. Thank you. And with the gift
1: giving, we sign off for this episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Rockin', where can people find you? What do you
0: have going on? You guys, if you want to find me anywhere on social media, it is at Rockin' Sakura. I'm on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, threads. And of course, if you want your own Rockin' Sakura merch that is drawn by yours truly, you can go to rockumsakura.com.
1: And you can also purchase like her cameos. I would highly recommend them. They are very reasonably priced. Yes. And I have witnessed her film a cameo firsthand. She goes all out for no fucking reason. Someone's like, can you send me a message? Happy birthday. And she puts the phone against the wall, goes on the other side of the room and like run crawls and like happy birthday. I
0: love doing that one so much. The
1: most for no reason. So much. Would highly recommend.
0: Yes, please.
1: But yeah. But until next time, thank you so much for watching. Join us next time whenever we have somebody else. And yeah, till then, bye, guys. Bye, guys. Oh, my God, I'm so happy. Give It To Me Stray is brought to you by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom, hosted, produced, and edited by me, Maddie Morphosis, with audio editor, Margo Padilla, executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio.
0: M. Oh. Mom!